Yes, yes, yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Flats. Joined with my friend, my man, Mr. Aaron Kidd. Live from the East Coast, from Virginia. How are we doing, Aaron? Jordan, we're doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on, as always. And uh, ready to chop it up. Uh, got a nice-looking slate tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do have a, we have a better slate than today, I think. It wasn't too high on today's slate, to be honest, but uh, I do like tomorrow's slate, um, and we've been doing good on this show, man, going back and forth and and getting some good bets and, and some good conversation around a lot of these games on Saturday, so we got a nice slate for tomorrow, a uh, few games on deck, <clears throat> and uh, so the first game we're going to talk about is the Tigers versus Cardinals. Before we get into the game, though, Aaron, I do want to ask you a little bit about your opinion on the Cardinals' situation here, seeing that 10-22. and 22, This team was the overwhelming favorite to win the NL Central begin, beginning of the year. They were like minus 250, I think, uh, before the year started. And now they are, you know, just uh, atrocious. And if you've been betting, if you bet them every single game, one unit, $100, you're down, down $1,680 right now. That's how bad this team has been. What's your thoughts? Yeah, Jordan. And, and uh, yeah, they're actually terrible on the run line, too. Just uh, against the run line there, they're actually 29th in the majors at a 12 and 22. So you wouldn't be doing too well if you didn't bet them on the run line every game either. I, uh, you know, as someone that was high on the Cardinals coming into the season, I, uh, I'm i very surprised to see, you know, what we're seeing out of them. That lineup, one through nine, they should be able to hit the ball. And they, they've been hitting the ball, you know, okay. Um, but their pitching is just atrocious. Um, their bullpen's kind of middle of the way there, uh, but just their starting pitching is just terrible. And uh, when we get into the game, I'll, I'll talk about uh, Wayne right here. They've got coming back on the mound tomorrow. But, uh, man, that team shouldn't be playing a lot better than they are. They should be producing wins, and, and you almost think they need a complete reset in the clubhouse, kind of like we saw with the Phillies and the uh, Blue Jays last year. Yep. It's crazy to me because, like, the Cardinals were usually so used to seeing them as, like, they're a good pitching team. Like, even if they don't have names, like, they just, like, go to the Cardinals and they're good at pitching, right? Like, they always have good pitching, regardless of who's on the team. Bullpen, starters, etc. And it's, like, it's kind of the antithesis of how I view the Marlins because, like, the Marlins have great starting pitching, but they can't hit the ball. And it's, like, maybe those two should work out a trade. <laughs> like, trade a bat for a, a starting pitcher or something like at this point 
you know, I, I heard some rumors today that uh, from a Cardinals beat writer that if the Cardinals are struggling in July, we could see, you know, trade talks intensify around Paul Goldschmidt or uh, maybe a couple other guys, you know, what what's your thoughts on, on that? Because I mean, Paul Goldschmidt, he's only owed another year. So he's, he's, he could be a pretty good trade commodity at 35 years old. And so to that point, it, that would kind of work out the way that we thought it was going to work out coming into the season. You know, uh, me and, and some good friends of mine, we, you know, talked a lot of baseball before the season started. And it was always that they've got some pieces there. You know, they've got Newt Bar coming up, um, you know, Nolan Arnado. Um, there was always some pieces there that we thought they could trade to maybe get another starting pitcher. We didn't think they would just be dumping them you know, or, or, or focusing on a rebuild or anything like that or just dumping contracts, you know, seeing what you can get for. We always thought it would be they would be trading a piece for another starting pitcher. So, uh, man, I, I couldn't have been more wrong about one of those things, but uh, I guess I was right about uh, another one of those things that we could see them doing some, you know, being, a, 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 I guess, a seller at the trade deadline where I thought they would be a seller and a buyer at the trade deadline. And if you see me getting ready to jump out of my chair, it's because the Mariners just had a just had the rally caps on, and I'm watching the Mariners game that I bet on. They just got a three-run double, so uh, we're back in the ball game. Oh, nice, dude. I'm on the I'm on the Astros, so I don't want to see a three-run double. Who got it? Colton Wong hit it. Yep. Oh, Bases juice one out. He just gets up there and just smokes the ball. Batting one eighty seven too, unbelievable. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to lose focus. No, it's okay. Um, it's it's interesting to me too uh, regarding the Cardinals because they arguably have one of the best uh, farm systems in all of baseball, right? And they could have moved some of their prospects for bigger pitching prospects, but they've chosen not to. And that, that, that to me was interesting all along, right? And now they, they call up Jordan Walker to start the year. They send him back down. And I the reason why I've been saying, like, for about a month that Carlos Marmol needs to be fired is because, like, a lot of these guys are they're in and out of the lineup. They're not getting any consistency in the lineup. Um, the pitching's terrible. A lot of the pitching changes have been awful, too, like when he's pulling starters and bringing in um, – bringing in relievers has, I mean, it's just, it's just been awful management in my opinion. And like, they got guys like Mason, Wynn, Jordan Walker, Matthew Libertor. Uh, and you could like trade these guys for, for good, useful pieces now. And they've, they've held off on it, you know, saying like, okay, we're going to wait for these guys to come up, which does in my opinion, lead to the fact that, okay, maybe if they aren't in contention, maybe they do sell off a lot of these veterans and, and start the rebuild because they do have a nice young young guys down down in uh, the minors that they can call up and, and get things started, right? So it's going to be interesting to see, man. Uh, the Cardinals are definitely an interesting team. So let's just hop into that game right now, the Cardinals versus Tigers tomorrow. Did that game go final yet? So that, uh, that's what I'm paying attention to as we're speaking right now. Uh, bottom of the night, two outs. Uh, Goldschmidt's on second, and Carlson's up the bat. So, you know, uh, just kind of just jumping right into that game. Um, I was actually actually hoping the Cardinals would come back come back and win this thing tonight, but neither here nor there. Uh, if the Tigers finish this off, that'll be uh, 
now eight and one against the NL this year uh, for the Tigers. You know, they've struggled against the American League, but they've been strong against the National League. You kind of saw what they did against the Mets uh, here at the beginning of the week. You know, Javier Baez has come back strong since he got benched earlier in the season. He's just acting like he's a different person now. He's swinging the bat with confidence. Uh, after tonight, Riley Green's now on a uh, game hit streak, and they seem to kind of be back trending. They're trending the way uh, everyone thought they were going to um, be last year. Yeah, I have them, uh, you know, third in the majors in bullpen and whip, and uh, just kind of how I have them uh, rated. I have them, uh, their bullpen is pretty strong bullpen. You know, Alex Lane, you know, he's converted five out of six uh, save attempts, and if this one uh, holds true tonight, that'll be six out of seven this year, which will make it six straight. Uh, you know, kind of like we talked about the Cardinals on the other hand, they've been a mess, man, just uh, kind of out the gate slow and, and haven't gotten going, haven't been able to figure out their pitching. Um, that line of one through nine should be hitting the ball better than they are. And uh, like I said earlier, I just think they need a complete reset in the clubhouse. Um, you know, kind of talking about pitching coming back, they get their ace back tomorrow, Adam Wainwright. Uh, and and I kind of like fading pitchers on their first game back off of a long stay on the aisle or first game of the season. Look look at Schwarzer and Verlander and what the Tigers did to them. Um, <clears throat> kind of beat them in both of their first uh, games back. and. Speaking of trends, um, you know, the Cardinals, as I said earlier, 12 and 20 against the run line. So if you've been betting them against the run line, man, you, you're not doing too well. Um, and, and until this Cardinals team can just prove me otherwise, I'd be hard-pressed to not take the Tigers, uh, you know, plus the run and a half here. You're going to be able to probably get that line. Early lines I was looking at was a dot line, minus 110, Tigers plus one and a half. Um, I love starting – you know, off one nothing. I love being starting off with the extra run, especially with the away team, because you essentially make them beat you by two runs with only twenty four at bats compared to your twenty seven at bats. So uh, I, I love that bet, and uh, and obviously I would have loved for it to play out tonight. The Cardinals come back and beat them. You know, Tigers refocus, but uh, I, I you know it'd be hard pressed for me to, to 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 bet anything but the Tigers here. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about fading Wainwright coming back from injury or whatnot. I mean, at this point, you just might as well fade the Cardinals just for being the Cardinals, dude. Like, I I don't think there's any sense in backing the Cardinals until they prove otherwise. Uh, last 14 days, WRC plus 81, minus 12 and a half weighted runs against. Uh, I mean, they're just not good. And, and Spencer Turnbull has been atrocious. Like, don't get me wrong. 6.84 ERA, 5.64 XFIP, uh, 5.62 Sierra. I'm not happy backing him. Um, me personally, like, I'm not going to play this game. I, I might lean the over here. Uh, what's it at? Eight and a half. Uh, early line looks like it's going to be at eight and a half. Yep. Yeah. Eight and a half. I think, I think the run line might, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, the over might be a play for me. Maybe first five over, but I'm definitely not backing the Cardinals. I can tell you that much. Uh, Nolan Gorman is ex- expected to be out tomorrow as well. Uh, Tyler O'Neill's out. So, yeah, I, this this team's just in it's in a very bad place, man. Like it's just it's not a good team. I'm not excited about them. The Cardinals are probably the most disappointing team. I just I do not understand how Carlos Marmol still has a job. It is incredible. Most most people uh, who have a team like him with expectations like that would have already lost their job. 
Joe Girardi last year. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Cardinals definitely need a spark. I'm, I'm with you. I, I lean Tigers here. I would definitely play him for the money line. I think the value's there on the money line for sure. I don't think Cardinals should be anywhere near a minus 200 favorite at this point. I don't care where they're playing. They could be playing on Mars, Jupiter, St. Louis. They could be playing on the Arch. I don't I don't, I don't, don't care where they're playing, dude. They should not be a minus 200 favorite against anybody. Uh, but I, my, my best play from this game would probably be the over, in my opinion. All right. You know, I I love uh, – I'll just end with this. I, I do love taking the one and a half, you know, with the away team. As I said, man, you basically start out a game one, uh, up one nothing. You know, you start up uh, a run up, if you will, and you make them beat you by more than two it, it, with three less at bats. So, um, if I was playing this game, which I may, I'm actually very uh, – uh, I have a very strong lean towards playing it. Uh, and I kind of like the Tigers plus one and a half. Like it. Um, all right, let's talk about the next game. We got uh, the Twins versus the Guardians. Talk about a team that cannot hit. That is the Cleveland Guardians. This team was atrocious last year at hitting. Uh, they, they, I mean, they were just outstanding pitching, right? That's what that's what really carried them. You and I kind of talked about it before where we thought Cleveland would be better offensively because they put the ball in play a lot. Like, they don't strike out a ton. They had one of the lowest K rates last year. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be going their way, man. Like, they just... They really cannot score runs, and it's they're they're allergic to hitting against right-handed and left-handed pitching. They're they're literally bottom three in the league in WRC plus overall. Uh, tomorrow we have um, Sonny Gray on the mound for the Twins. He's four and zero on the year with a .77 ERA, one point oh six WHIP. Going against Logan Allen, who's one and one on the year with a two point four five ERA, one point zero nine WHIP. Do you have any uh, thoughts on this game here? Jordan, I have uh, just a few thoughts. Nothing strong in this game, but I will uh, – to your point, man, <laughs> the Guardians cannot hit the ball. If you take out – take off that seven-run uh, game where they came back and, and balled and, and almost – well, instead of the extras when they were down big, they haven't scored over two runs in nine out of ten of games. That is unbelievable when you look at this team and the guys they got in Stephen Kwan and, and um, Naylor and Ramirez and all these guys. And I know, me and you talked a lot. You know, we thought this was a team that would benefit a lot from the shift being banned. You know, they put the ball in play. You know, they hit with runners in scoring position. And, uh, man, that has just not been the case this year. And, um, you know, I wasn't huge on the Guardians coming into the season, but I also wasn't like – Oh, I'm gonna you know fade them every day either. I just kind of was well. We'll see what happens, but they should be a team that benefits big from the shift being banned. And, and man, they just can't put it together. Um, when you look at some of these scores, you know they're pitching. Obviously, has been pitching pretty well. Uh, it's it's hard to swallow when you lose multiple games: four to three, four to two, two to nothing, two to one, four to one. You know you just can't hit the ball. And uh, I unfortunately had the over against the Rockies last week where I was like, man, you know, they're going to come in, they're going to hit the ball. <laughs> and uh, boy, was I wrong. So uh, I think they lost that game five to one. So uh, they just, they just haven't been able to turn it on yet. So um, it, it would be hard pressed for me to, to, to take the guardians in any situation right now. They almost got swept by the Rockies on the road, a team that doesn't even play well on the road um, against, you know, Sonny Gray though, on the other hand, like, is a great ERA, 0.77, but the advanced analytics are definitely calling for some regression here. 3.67 um, Sierra 
3.52 xFIP. So definitely some positive regression. As far as Logan Allen is concerned, he's actually been, you know, he's only had two starts, but he's been great in both those starts. And, you know, both those games he pitched, he pitched against teams that are great against left-handed pitching in Boston and Miami. Uh, he has a 2.45 ERA, a 2.73 xFIP, and he has a uh, 2.83 Sierra. So, you know, basically pitching to the same as expected fielding independent, which I think is is uh, pretty telling, you know, for a good pitcher, in my opinion. Um, the Minnesota Twins, is, as much as we like to talk about how bad the Guardians are hitting, I mean, the Twins aren't any better. And especially against lefties, they have a 77 WRC+, plus, which is 27th in the league. Uh, which is terrible. Um, so the way I, I'm looking at attacking this game here is, you know, at minus 105, a home dog, I like the Guardians, and I also like the under 7.5 at minus 105. I think both of those are solid plays. First five under 3.5 I think is a, is a solid play as well. Um, but I, I really like the, the Guardians here, money line at minus, 101, minus 105. I, I don't think that... The Twins are warranted to be the favorite here. You know, if you look at it on on surface value and say like, okay, well, you know, Sunny Gray is a .77 ERA, sure, okay. But when you look deeper into it, you know, these two teams are pretty even, especially in this situation here tomorrow, where I think that like we're actually getting good value on the Guardians here. And, you know, the Twins started out so hot this year, and um, obviously they've cooled off some. They've had some, you know, negative regression looming for them too, as there's got to be some positive regression at some point, you know, with the Guardians. We're talking about a playoff team from last year. But um, I actually have these teams graded pretty even as well. But the Guardians just – I don't know. Their bats are so frustrating. Like I I was – like I said, I was was – more high on them than I was low, if that makes sense, at the beginning of the season. So I took them in a couple spots, and it was just so frustrating to watch. You know, they'll get up there, two strikeout, you know, strikeout, strikeout, and then they'll get up there, get a bait fit, and then another guy gets up there and pops out and swings at the first, you know, pitch. It's just it was so frustrating to watch. So yep. not a lot of – not a strong opinion here on me, man, but uh, I think you're all over it. I, I, I think – I mean, it's – I'm not sitting here and saying it's not going to be a sweat. You know, anytime you back the Guardians, it's definitely a sweat. And, you know, losing Tristan McKenzie, losing Tristan McKenzie was huge for them because, like, he, uh, him and Shane Bieber are, like, two of the best right-handed pitchers, starters in, in baseball last year. And, like, losing him was massive, dude. Um, but they do have, like, three really good prospects who they're, like, slowly trickling up here uh, who are starters. And, like, that's what the Guardians do, dude. They lean on defense and pitching. Like, that's what they do. You know what I mean? Like, they're not here to win games 10 to 10 to 9, 10 to 8. Like, no, they're here to win games 4 to 1, 3 to 4, uh, 3 to 2, 3 to 1. Like, that's what they do, man. That's what they did well last year. Uh, so, yeah, I think in this spot, like I said, I think I just think there's value on – I think the Guardians are undervalued in this spot. I think the Twins are massively overvalued in this spot. So I I do like the Guardians here. All right, let's move on to our next game. We got the Nationals and Diamondbacks, and I know you got to play on this one. Uh, currently, the Diamondbacks are minus one forty five, minus one fifty, depending on the book. The Nationals plus one twenty five. The totals at nine and a half. We got Mackenzie Gore, who's three and two on the year with a three point seven seven ERA, one point four two WHIP, going against uh, Henry. Who's one and zero with a six point five two ERA, one point six six WHIP? What's your thoughts on this one, Aaron? 
Yeah, Jordan. So, well, uh, you know, if anybody follows me at all or, or follows the show, you know, my biggest bet before the baseball season was the Arizona Diamondbacks over 75 and a half wins. Um, you know, I thought with the rule changes, uh, uh, a young energetic team would be a great team to target. Um, and, and they haven't disappointed. You know, guys like Corbin Carroll hit a home run tonight. Um, these guys are stealing bases. Uh, I think they're third in the league in stolen bases. And uh, they're just playing with a lot of energy. They fought back the other day against Texas, got down big, and uh, came back there and won 12-7. Uh, to 7. You know, they split that series with them. And, uh, and, and here they are hosting the <clears throat> Nationals back in Arizona. The Diamondbacks coming in tonight had scored 40 runs over their last five games. <laughs> and as high as I am on the D-backs, they certainly have some negative regression looming. Uh, and, and their bullpen issues are well documented. We've seen them be, you know, get hurt by the bullpen. Um, you know, on the flip side, to much surprise, the Nationals have been pl- playing better as of late. Uh, they've taken three out of their four last series. Um, and Mackenzie Gore is pitching better. You know, we're talking about Mackenzie Gore, who was a top prospect in the Padres organization. Um, they, they were really high on him. Of course, he comes over in the Juan Soto trade. And um, he's pitched well on the road this year. If, if you really look at his splits, he's pitched a lot better on the road than he has at home. He's got a 2-0 and road, uh, rec- uh, road record against across three starts. He's got a 2.87 ERA on the road compared to 4.7 at home. To go along with that, he's got a 1.42 uh, whip for the season, 3.63 XFIP. And he's averaging 11.3 Ks per nine. So the D-backs, uh, like you said, they'll send Tommy Henry out there. He's a second-year guy. Uh Tommy Henry last year, if you watched him, he struggled with walks. Uh, um, and he's kind of figured that out this year, slowed down, uh, you know, with walks. Um, but what happened with the Washington Nationals is, of course, I live here in Virginia, so I follow the Nationals and the Orioles. Not that I'm a fan of them, but naturally I follow them, the local teams. And uh, they've really tweaked their uh, batting order. And I think they finally got the batting order figured out. Call leading off, Garcia in the second hole. Um, a couple other pieces there, you know, filling that uh, filling that lineup there. They kind of figured out how to generate runs. Um, you know, they're, they're – and when you start looking at covering run lines like we talked about earlier, the Nationals are fourth in the majors in covering the run line, 19 and 12, but an incredible 11 and 2 on the road. Um, looks like tonight uh, they got a shot to cover the run line, the plus one and a half tonight. But even if they don't, they'll be eleven to three on the run line. And, and really, for this play, I, I was hoping the Diamondbacks were going to win. One, it's one step closer to my season win total. But two, I'd love to be able to buy in on the Nationals. Seen a lot of buy signs on them. I think that team is trending a little. I think that team is trending uh, a lot better than what well meet myself and most people thought were you know we were going to do we thought they were going to be a bottom feeder and hell they were going to struggle to win you know 50 or 60 games this year so i think they're kind of embracing underdog roles so i kind of like the nationals here uh hoping for some buy on the diamondbacks and would hope to be able to get the nationals you know plus that one and a half around minus 135 so hoping some money comes in overnight on the d-backs but uh i like the nationals plus one and a half here yeah if you listen to our NLEs preview show there's one guy that was high on the or the Nationals, and that's this guy right here. Uh, I, I'm a huge McKenzie, McKenzie Gore guy. I am a huge Josiah Gray guy. I think both those guys have elite ace stuff, and we're starting to see that kind of trickle down. And, like, they have a nice young lineup. 
Kybert Ruiz is has been phenomenal. Uh, this is a team that does not strike out a lot, especially against left-handed pitching, 14.8% K rate, which is uh, one of the lowest, actually the lowest in the league. Uh, they, they're they great against left-handed pitching. 13, or 14th overall, but you know that's overall in the year. 104 WRC plus, so above league average. And, uh, you know, Tommy Henry on the other side, I mean, this guy doesn't strike guys out. Very low K rate. Only 9.3% K percentage, 11.6 walk percentage. He has a 6.78 Sierra. I mean, this guy's he's not good right now. Um, and you could tell that he gave up four runs against the Colorado Rockies for the second worst team against left-handed pitching. I actually like the Nationals money line here. Uh, this is one of my best bets of the day, plus 125. I'm with you. I think... I think the Nationals at this point are very undervalued in the market, and I think while they're undervalued, and I felt this way with the Orioles last year, I just felt the market just kept undervaluing the Orioles. You just kept playing the Orioles just blindly, and you just kept winning money. And I kind of feel like the Nationals might be that team this year where, like, they're just so undervalued in the market because, like you said, Aaron, everybody came into the year, they were like, this is a dog shit team. Like, they're going to lose 110 games. Like, they're not going to be any good. And here they are. They just swept, They just took three out of four against the Chicago Cubs. Um, this is a pretty good team, man. Like they're and they're starting to kind of click, man. Especially when Patrick Corbin wins two of his last three starts. I mean, you know something's starting starting to get figured out here. Uh, yeah, so I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, plus one and a half is a good play. I would also play the the money line as well. Diamondbacks bullpen not very good, and uh, they burned through two of their best relievers tonight, which sets up nicely for tomorrow. So, uh, give me give me the Nationals money line tomorrow, man. I think this I think this is a spot to back them. I think so too, Jordan. I think I think we're all over it there, um, and it's setting up perfectly. Uh, like I said, I, I really wanted the Diamondbacks to win tonight for many reasons, but uh, it just it just plays more into what we're doing tomorrow. So uh, I think we're all over that there, and uh, talking about. Side note, while we were talking about the Cardinals, man, the Diamondbacks have got to be buyers at the trade deadline. Like, I would love to go see them get, like, a Bednar from the Pirates or somebody. They have got to be buyers for a relief pitcher in the uh, at, at the trade deadline, man, because their bullpen is atrocious. They need a third starter, too. I mean, Brandon Fott might be able to be that guy. He's one of their top prospects. He came up and mm-hmm. pitched the other day. He might be able to be that guy, but – if they can just land a serviceable, like, fourth starter, I think that would be huge. Because, I mean, you know, Zach Gallon's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's a, he's a legitimate ace. So you have a you have an ace there. You have Merrill Kelly, who's a serviceable number two, three starter. And then Brennan Fat, if he could be anything like his uh, AAA numbers. And it's like I was talking to Irv and, and Ben on Tuesday. Like, you can't look at his ERA numbers from – uh, my, from the AAA because he plays in a league where they like all play in elevation, Utah, Las Vegas, Reno, like a lot of places in elevation where the ball just flies. You have to look at the, the advanced numbers, the K per nine strikeout percentage, et cetera. And like all those things check out. He, he, he holds the record for strikeouts in minor league history, dude, in a season last year. So, I mean, the guy has stuff and if he could be like, eventually he'll be a number one, number two starter, that's not out of the question, but this year, you know, if he could be a serviceable number three and they can go and get, you know, um, I'm trying to think of somebody that I, I, I think the starting pitching market is going to be very dry this year, but if Corbin if, Burns might be one, I was going to say, if they can go get a Corbin Burns, I mean, that would be huge. 
But the thing is, you imagine like, having to face in a in a you know NLDS or whatever, facing a Gallon, a Burns, a Kelly, uh, and, and you know I'm not even ready to throw the talent on Nelson yet. And, you know I know a lot of people are kind of down on him right now, but I'm not ready to throw the talent on him either. So man, yeah, right, Nelson is nice too. Big. But I'm not I, ready to throw the talent on him yet. At, at the sa- at the same time, it's like if the Orioles are in the position they're in. They can make a play for a Corbin Burns too. You know what I mean? And Corbin Burns definitely going to be the hottest commodity on the market if he's available. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be quite interesting. You know, maybe if, maybe the Cardinals are still dog shit, they can go out and get like a Jordan Montgomery. You know what I mean? Who's like a great four, number four, three starter, which I think would, would benefit them. The only thing that does concern me about getting a left-handed starter for the Diamondbacks and such is that, uh, they play in a division where, like, most of those teams... Eh, I shouldn't even say that this year. But historically, the Dodgers have, like, raked lefties. The Padres have raked le- lefties. Not so much this year so far, but it's going to be interesting, man. Because you're right, dude. The Diamondbacks can make a move. And, you know, how devastating would that be? But I also think the Diamondbacks, they need a bat, dude. Because their, their offense yeah. is so inconsistent outside of Christian mm-hmm. Walker. Like, Christian Walker is, like, 40% of their offense driving in runs. Corbin Carroll's been a big, uh, you know, huge ad. He well, he's might their, be the he's, rookie of the year. He's their on-base guy. But, I mean, driving in the yeah. runs, it's Christian Walker. And then it's like, you don't really get much. Yeah, I was hoping more for Marino. You know, they gave up Dalton Varsho for that. Uh, but, you know, those two pieces have kind of – I think outweighed Dalton Varsho, but Dalton Varsho, good pickup for the Blue Jays. Yeah. And, you know, Alec Thomas hasn't really panned out all that much yet. Maybe he gets it going at some point. Be interesting to see. I will tell you, Jordan, uh, looking ahead, (laughs) which I shouldn't be, but looking ahead for the Diamondbacks, you know, they got this three-game homestand with the uh, Nationals. They got Miami coming to town right after that next week. Then they go out for a four-game series with San Fran. They go to Oakland for three uh, days, go to Pittsburgh for three days. Man, I mean, those are some winnable ball games there. So hopefully for our season win total, we're going to be in good position coming out of May. Yeah. No, I definitely think that I, – I still think the Diamondbacks are going over. I don't think there's – I think that they have too good of uh, pitching already as is, which I don't think is great. But, I, you know, Gallon, Kelly, Nelson, fought. I think those are serviceable guys. Yep, you know? I agree. And especially if you look at the the teams in their division, like look who San Diego's throwing out every third and fourth day, dude. Seth Lugo and, and uh, just oh man, Diamondbacks. I mean, uh, the Padres, Giants, dude. Sean Mania, dude. That guy might be auto fade every game, dude. You know, and at one point in time, Sean Manaya was a play on every game. You remember that? Oh, yeah, when he was on the A's, when he pitched two mm-hmm. no-hitters in a perfect game. He was, yep. he was money, dude. We were making money left and right on him. Not anymore. All right, let's move on to our, our last game we're going to talk about. We got the Dodgers at Padres, uh, Battle of the West. Uh, this is the Padres World Series. Every time these two face up, I mean, they just – they love to play the Dodgers, dude. It's it's just it's absolutely incredible. They've won one, two, three, four, uh, five and five in their last five. But they won that playoff series, and I don't know. I just feel like they always play the Dodgers super tough. Um, tomorrow this game's still going on, by the way. It's four to two Padres in the sixth or seventh inning, I think. 
uh, bottom of the seventh now. Uh, Padres up four to two. Got runners on first and second, two outs. Yeah, four to two. Tatis hit two home runs tonight. He loves hitting Kershaw. He has more home runs on Kershaw than any other pitcher in baseball, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. Uh, we got Dustin May against Blake Snell. Dustin May's three and one on the year, three point one five ERA, point nine nine WHIP. Going against Blake Snell is one and four on the year, five point two eight ERA, one point seven six WHIP. Um, Blake Snell is kind of an interesting character to me because, like, last year he started the year just so terrible. He went on the IL and, and bounced back, and he was great to end the year. And when Blake Snell is on, he is on. You know, he's very tough to hit, but when he's off, he's just he can't find the strike zone. He throws too many pitches, walks a ton of batters, um, just just awful stuff. And Dustin May, you know, he came back from Tommy John late last year. He's a uh, He's kind of been up and down this year, but he's starting to figure it out and, and get back to that that guy that he was before he had Tommy John, which is good to see if you're a Dodgers fan because the Dodgers they they're lacking starting pitching right now. Called up one of their top top prospects in Gavin Stone the other day who got shelled. Um, Dustin May three point one five ERA, but he has a five point one one xFIP and a uh, five point three zero Sierra. Blake Snell on the other hand, uh, Aaron. Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up right now. My, my page. Uh, he has a 5.28 ERA, 4.61 xFIP, 4.85 Sierra. So basically, on the same level. You have any conviction on this game tomorrow? You know, Jordan, I don't have a strong opinion at all on this game, but I will say there's. <clears throat> I have a love hate relationship with guys that were relievers that you know turn into starters, especially then you throw in Tommy John surgery in the middle of that. But um. You know, Dustin May's come out pretty strong this year. You know, he's had some good showings. Baron, that was against the Cardinals, the Cubs. Uh, he did get uh, hit pretty bad by the New York Mets. That was earlier in the season. We'll give him a pass for that. So, uh, I kind of like Dustin May. Blake Snell, like you said, he has been a fade for me for many years away. You know, now playing at home, he's kind of a different guy. As you said, you'll see some of the <laughs> – some of the highs and the lows of Blake Snell. Uh, I've made some money over the years fading Blake Snell when he's not at home, but um, uh, not something I'll usually like to jump in and try to uh, fade a motivated Padres team at home. Yeah, I was talking with uh, one of my buddies here in Vegas who's like a really, really sharp guy, and he's like, I'm on Dodgers tonight, and I was like, bro, I like the Padres. I'm not going to lie to you, and he's like, why? I was like, because, dude, they play every game against the Dodgers. Like, it's game seven of the World Series, dude. And you could see it. It was electric tonight. And, like, going back to last year, like, they didn't have Tatis for most of those games. And, like, Tatis loves to play against the Dodgers. Like, he lights it up when he plays against the Dodgers. Tatis loves the moment. You know what I mean? And, like, we're seeing it in this game. He had three home runs, has three RBIs, um, and they have four runs total. Uh, tomorrow night, I like I like Blake Snell when he's not pitching during the day and when he's at home. I'm always willing to back him. As far as Dustin May, I definitely think Dustin May might be the Dodgers' best starter at this point. You know, no no hate towards Clayton Kershaw. He's just getting older. And on top of it, both these teams, you know, the Dodgers against left-handed pitching, 90 WRC plus, 27% K rate, and only 11% walk rate. And against right-handed pitching in San Diego this year, 98 WRC plus, 25% K rate. Only a 278 batting average uh, um, balls in play and minus nine and a half weighted runs against. I actually like the under in this game. I think I'm willing to 
fade both offenses, if that makes any sense here. I want to. Yeah, you know the Dodgers. They kind of got off to a <clears throat> a rough start. Well, a rough start at least for the Dodgers. You know what we come kind of accustomed to knowing what they do, and and and, and you just kind of always felt like they had positive aggression or whatever you want to call it. Lumen, they they were always going to figure it out, and going and playing the Cardinals, <laughs> you know, kind of helps you figure it out. And then they kind of just destroyed the Phillies. I mean, just kind of ran the Phillies out of the ballpark there. And uh, there was there was a loss coming there. You know, they, they take this one on the chin tonight. Good chance they bounce back tomorrow night too, even though they will get a max effort from the Padres. So, like I said, not a, not a strong conviction here either side for me, but uh, I think you're all over the under. Yeah, I don't have a strong conviction on the side. I, I like the under, though. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game for sure. Um, All right. Let's go, y'all. Let's get let's get to our best bets, Aaron. So, what do you like for tomorrow? What's what's your best bets? Uh, I like the Tigers plus one and a half. Line just came out for that. You're looking somewhere around uh, minus one ten. All right. On the plus one and a half for the Tigers, I like Fade Wayne Wright in his debut back this season. That's your that's your best bet. Yep. All right. I like. Uh, I'm going. Guardians money line minus one and a half or minus uh, 105 sorry and then I'm also gonna go uh, Nationals money line and we're both in agreement on that one I love the Nationals Nationals money line plus 125 or whatever the best number you can find is I like that one they're actually Jordan Depending on what book you're using, there are a lot of plus 125s. You might, looks like you might go to find a couple plus 130s out there right now. So if you can get a plus 130, even better. But I would I would play it to plus one. I would play it to plus 115 to be honest. I think that mm-hmm. I think they're gonna win that game. I think it's a lot closer than than the line suggests. You know, we always talk about things being correlated, right? Right. So, there's always a cor- correlation between everything. We all know I'm not a big totals guy, but I, I do dabble in totals because I think there's some correlation there. Um, I was trying to pull up the – so nine uh, – there's a lot of nine. A lot of nines in that game? If you were playing the totals, almost like the under there too. So, uh, But Diamond, uh, Diamondbacks – Think they're going down tomorrow night. I think the Nationals are going to take one. Agreed. I also I, the one thing I do concern myself with the total is the fact that the Diamondbacks bullpen, if they get into the bullpen early, like that bullpen is atrocious outside of their top two guys, <laughs> outside of Shaffin and uh, and uh, what's his face uh, Mantiply. I mean, you, yep. you never know what you're going to get from that bullpen. Just a terrible bullpen. So that's something to keep. They've got to go out, out and get somebody. Any derby? Any line. derby picks tomorrow? Ryan? No, I don't do. I don't. I don't. I'm not the guy to ask that. But there's a lot of sharp guys you can find out from. But I don't have any picks. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to a few guys that are sharp horse racing guys, uh, and they all like are pretty consensus on the same horses, which is a little scary. <laughs> Because usually when when guys are like consensus on that shit, it never works out that way. So 
I would say uh, just choose the horse with the best name, throw 10 bucks on it, and let it ride. <laughs> I uh, will say, Jordan, side note, I love the shirt. That shirt is dope. That might be the, the shirt of the year so far for the show. So, Oh, thank you. I, uh, My vintage I, uh, Banty game is on, is on point, dude. I love that. So uh, I've been sitting here waiting for a, uh, a good time to chime in and say it, but had to say it for the show's over with awesome shirt, Jordan. Oh, a West Coast or uh, East Coast guy who likes Tupac, man. You don't hear that very often. I love Tupac. Yep, one of the greatest. Uh, you know, I still love my East Coast guys, Jadakin, Styles, P. So uh, Nas, those you know, a couple of good guys too. So hey, Machiavelli in this Illuminati all through my body. There we go. That's a the rap you'll get from me. Anyways, love it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. And guess what? It's May, which means next month, June, we are starting our college football previews. Conference by conference, breaking them down. Uh, we'll be going through the schedule shortly. We'll be putting it out. Uh, for when we do each conference, we're going to get Aaron on on hopefully all the shows, breaking down some college football. So definitely looking forward to that. If y'all listened last year, Irv and I like really hit on a lot of it, dude. We uh, we had a lot of good, a lot of good stuff, man. So I'm lo- very much looking forward to college football. That was my most profitable college football season this year. So looking forward to it this year. Looking forward to NFL, college basketball, of course. The transfer portal is going crazy, Aaron. It's going crazy, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, for- yeah, uh, Kansas and Texas, man, they're both trying to build some teams, some squads again. So and neither one are going to and neither one are going to win. Neither one are going to win the national title. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> hey, take USC our, to win the national title right now. We need our buddy Victor to uh, fix a short game for us tomorrow too. Oh my God, Hovland, bro. Is that, he was like minus six under. He should be minus seven. He had three bogeys. That, um, he just can't figure that like 100 yard. Like he just can't figure it out. Short game. Sorry. Fingers crossed. for. He's going to put it together though. He's going to put it together this weekend. I've got faith. Fingers crossed. Big weekend. Let's get it. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for joining us. We'll catch y'all later. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. Uh, if you're drinking some mint juleps, don't drink too many. Don't drive. Make sure to call an Uber and a li- or a Lyft. We love y'all. Peace.